0: The situation in India right now is dire. India has reported a global record of more than 314,000 new infections Thursday as the grim coronavirus surge in the world's second most populous country sends more and more sick people into a fragile health care system that is short of hospital beds and, beds and critically short of oxygen at this point. Meanwhile, there are increasing concerns about the variant first identified in India as B-1617 and what that might mean. We know that it is in Canada. We don't have it in Ontario, but it's in British Columbia. It's been identified in Quebec. Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole says the federal government needs to immediately stop admitting flights from hotspot countries like India and Brazil. Justin Trudeau talking about it this morning. Here is a bit of a non-answer from Justin Trudeau about border controls we have some of the strongest measures uh, in the world in terms of protecting our borders. And the other thing we've seen is uh, there are direct flights from uh, certain countries of concern, but there are also many, many indirect flights as well. And making sure that we have uh, a system that is going to, uh, you know, cover all arrivals in Canada is something we did months ago. Uh, As I said, we're going to be speaking, I'm Currently speaking with all our public health uh, officials uh, to ensure that we can and will uh, move forward as necessary on strengthening measures, uh, uh, depending on what the science and data is telling us. You don't make friends with word salads. You don't make friends with word salads. That is Justin Trudeau saying that he's talking about it and he's thinking about it. So there could be potentially a lot of people indicating There's been a lot of rumors and talk that the new controls are coming from the federal government. But at this point, it is just something that is being considered. But keep in mind that canceling flights to and from India will have a real-world impact, as have had all the restrictions over the past year, a real impact on families and people in our very own community. Omar Khan is a freelance journalist who has been looking into one of those stories. And Oliver joins me on the line. Welcome to the program. Hi, Alan. Thanks for having me. What well, can you tell me uh, about this family that uh, is sort of lost in limbo between India and Canada?
1: Yeah, well, uh, they're not, they're one of several thousands who are caught in this situation. Um, they have been going through the uh, immigration stream for nearly two years. Uh, you know, recently in in November they were approved and told that they had until the end of April to arrive. So they they were given their permanent residency, their confirmation of it. But uh, despite receiving their documents, they were also to- they've also been told that. Travel restrictions uh, against uh, against them, they actually cannot come to Canada unless they either have a family who lives here or are being sponsored, which is you know incredibly rare in these situations. Uh, the stream that they're coming in is for skilled workers, uh, which Canada desperately needs at this time for for not just you know immigration to get bodies in, but uh, for our economy, which has really struggled over the COVID nineteen pandemic.
0: In this in this particular case, they are truly lost in limbo as they wait for an opportunity to come to Canada.
1: Yeah, um, they've sold their their car, their house. Um, uh, the, the man Satinder Mishra has pulled his daughter out of school, you know, in lieu of of going to uh, Canada, because you know, in India, you often have to pay for schools, and the, the fees can be quite exorbitant. Uh, he secured a job with this company, who created a position specifically for him and his skills in in Canada. But now that jo- that position is sitting idle, and he has no real clarity of when he's go- going to be able to travel here. Every time he reaches out to the Canadian government, uh, it's a generic email response. Uh, there's no um, real understanding or sympathy for his situation, and the fact that. While he's working right now for that same employer, they've already hired his replacement, and he could be without a job uh, and not knowing when he could come to Canada uh, very soon. And you know, it's a very tough position to be immigrating to a new country without having a, a proper stream of income, especially as you know, housing prices are going insane
0: yes of course and you you must you'd have to think that this most recent developments and the situation going on in india the very dire um, covid situation and the suggestion of even further travel restrictions has got to made make his family's situation even more precarious
1: yeah definitely when we hear um members of parliament you know south asian members of parliament in the language that they're using it's very similar to the language that was used uh, prior to, you know, March 13th, March 14th, where MPs were urging their constituents and urging Canadians to get home as soon as possible because there was an understanding that the borders might be closed soon. So uh, the same things are happening happening in India, right, could could be happening in India very shortly with travel restrictions. Um, you know, we, we could see them barred off kind of like, you know, the Caribbean and other places, but, um, you know, these travel restrictions, there's often a loophole of, in a way to get around them right like if somebody from the caribbean went to uh the us they could still kind of come here like there was always that loophole so it, it it'll be interesting to see if the canadian government kind of closes that given how concerning india's covid-19 situation is and frankly it doesn't seem to be getting any or any better and, and getting more dire by, by, by the day
0: i'm speaking with Omar Khan a freelance journalist who's been, been doing reporting about uh, families who are left in limbo in permanent resident status, and do you have a sense of how many families would be in the the situation of the family that you're documenting?
1: Um, I, I, the, they they didn't provide us uh, immigration Canada couldn't provide us with an exact number, but um, I've spoken to a couple different lawyers, and they believe it's tens of thousands of people because you know we were 150, 170,000 people short. Of our immigration goal, and usually that's, that that comes through this this specific stream. Um, so it, it's a very considerable number, um, and it's had obviously some uh, pretty detrimental effects. I've had, you know, upward. I spoke to Charles Adler about this a little bit uh, ago, and since then, I think I've had hundreds of people reach out to me telling me their stories. And it's not just India; it's you know people I- in Iran people in the UK um the only country that's been exempt to actually travel uh to Canada with their with these with these documents has been the United States which as we both know was the epicent- epicenter of covid-19 for, for well over a year uh,
0: what's your what's your sense of how the Canadian government is is handling you know this sort of situation of trying to you know who is allowed in and and who isn't is What's behind it? Is it? Is, does there seem to be any rhyme
1: or reason? Um, I, I would say that obviously, you know, it, it's very uh, well known that the United States and Canada are, are very close allies, close trading partners. Uh, so obviously, there's some leniency uh, given to that way and, you know, people crossing the border back and forth, um, uh, whether it's essential workers and for immigration. I, I guess it's more understandable for them. Uh, I, th- I guess the decision making and the part that a lot of people are having problems with is, is if you're saying that you know people from India are going to come here or people from another part of the world are going to come here and they're going to infect everyone. Well, why aren't we saying that about you know the the epicenter uh, for COVID-19, which was the U.S. Uh, why were those same restrictions not held there? And um, the government hasn't been very clear like they are very they're, they're aware of the situation and they've, they've mentioned that to me a bunch of times and that they want to rectify this and immigration is very important to their economic recovery plan but um in speaking to some of the lawyers it's just a lack of creativity uh, could have really, really gotten us out of the situation um kind of similar to doing what new zealand and australia have done in doing a two-week quarantine a hotel quarantine which is something that uh immigrants uh you know these permanent residency holders were more than comfortable and willing to do that they, they they were willing to pay for COVID 19 tests and do them more regularly if they needed to um you know and you know that's not a problem similar to how migrants or migrant uh foreign temporary workers are being tested they were willing to kind of subject themselves t- to that level they're willing to pay for their own private health insurance for up to a year um so there's Creative uh, solutions that have been bandied about, but it's bandied being being done by immigration consultants and lawyers. The government hasn't come up with these solutions and hasn't really not implemented anything to kind of fast track people abroad uh, to move here. But they are increasing the amount of people already in Canada to be able to get a permanent residency. So if you're a student here or somebody who has been working here on a visa, uh, they've been moving. They've been processing those applications at a faster rate to get those people to want to stay and and be able to stay in Canada for a longer term.
0: Amr, I appreciate your reporting. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you for coming on today. Thanks, Alan. That is Amr Khan, a freelance journalist with uh, just a, a fascinating look at the sort of legal limbo that many families are in around the country.